Thank you, Pastor Kyle. Wow, uh, our worship time is just getting more awesomer and awesome. Um, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about Church on the North Coast, and we've been around Church on the North Coast for, I don't know, 20 plus years, 25 years. But something is happening here that is so much of God, and that is how young people and those with giftings are being raised up. Um, That's unique in the body, but absolutely necessary in the body of Christ. Um, You know, I'll I'll, I'll preach when I am asked to, um, but I'll tell you, I am blessed when Pastor Kyle comes forth, Pastor Jeremiah comes forth, Pastor Dion comes forth. We need to hear more of him. And obviously the man, Pastor Dominique. Um, This is quite awesome. And with the worship, with the young people leading worship so often, that's powerful. That's powerful in the body. I purpose that I'm going to be around young people. And And I said this to the Lord many years ago. I'm going to be in that Joshua Caleb generation because I am going into the promised land. I'm going in. So uh, we need to be raising up young men and women in the house of God. That is vital. I'm having lunch tomorrow with a young man who is 30, who God is raising up rapidly in Northeast Ohio. I mean powerful. I make a point to be around young people and to encourage and strengthen them uh, in what God is calling them to do. Um, And they are strong and they have strength and all that stuff. I've watched from time to time uh, Pastor uh, 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 Dominic and Dion, Jeremiah, these guys, jump from the floor up on the stage and I said wow I would love to do that but I know Pastor Clarence if we tried it it's over get the stretcher EMS all that Um, amen amen but I'm thankful to be here again welcome to midweek service at the Cleveland campus Um, and uh, let's go ahead and get to the word of God and um, see what he has to say. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 14, and we're going to begin reading at verse 10. And if we have the scriptures up, we'll do it. Okay, it reads, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Next verse. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? 
why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Next verse. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will do, will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptian whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. The title of what we're going to talk about this evening is Go Forward. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the living word of God. You and your word are one, so we thank you for who you are. And Father, we ask you to open our ears, open our eyes, open our hearts to receive the living word of God in this hour. You have assembled us for a divine purpose, and we ask you to accomplish all that you've purposed for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we see something happening here. The Bible says that the children of Israel, they lifted up their eyes and they saw something. They saw that the Egyptian armies and chariots and horses were coming after them. And they feared. That's what they saw with their natural eyes. And they were afraid. And they complained to God. And they complained to Moses as well. Moses, on the other hand, saw something differently. He saw, as the Bible says in verse 13, we turn to verse 13 again. Uh, Moses said this, and this is what the Bible says. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, both had eyes. The children of Israel had eyes, and Moses had eyes, but they saw something different. The children of Israel saw their problem. They saw the Egyptians pressing in on them with chariots and horsemen, and they were in a predicament because they were boxed in by the wilderness, the Red Sea was before them, and Pharaoh and his army was pressing hard after them. And that's what they saw. They saw with their natural eyes no way out. They didn't see hope. They saw death. 
because they looked at their problem and they said, there is no way out. They even complained to God. They complained to the God who had brought them out of Egypt with a strong hand. They had witnessed the power and might of God bringing them out of Egypt. And they didn't come out empty-handed. They came out with gold and silver. They had witnessed the hand of God. But yet, they are in a situation in which they do not believe God is big enough to help them. So they saw with their natural eyes. Now Moses saw something different. Moses had peeped into the spirit realm. Moses told them, don't be afraid. Stand still and see, see the salvation of your Lord. Now, Moses had peeped into the spirit realm. And he said that the Egyptians, whom you looking at now, you will see no more. Moses had looked into the spirit realm and saw victory. The people of Israel looked in the natural and saw death. They both had eyes. But one saw death and one saw salvation and victory. Now, we have two sets of eyes. We have natural eyes and we have spiritual eyes. If we see only with our natural eyes, we will not go forth. What God told Moses to tell the children, in spite of your predicament, in spite of the situation that you're in, go forth. Now, they are wondering, like we wonder sometimes, how can I go forth with the problems that's in my life, with the issues that's facing me, that's pressing in hard upon me, how can I go forth? But Moses had peeped into a realm where we must live. We must live in the spirit realm. We sang several songs today during our worship time. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. Now, if you're going to see it, you have to see it here in the spirit realm. You have to see it in the spirit realm before you experience it in the physical realm. We must understand that this realm in the spirit is the only reality that there is. Whatever we see in the natural is not real. It is a result of what has gone on in the spirit realm. 
So if we don't like what we see in the physical realm, we can change it. We can move into this realm, in the spirit realm, where we are to live and watch what God does. The only reality there is, is God. The word of God. So we must, as believers, as a church, so condition our spiritual nature to live above. The Bible says, and we're going to look at this in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Because we have two sets of eyes. And too often, we live based on what we see with our physical eye. And if that's how we live, we will not go forward in what God is calling us to do. Because if we're going to go forward, it has to be by the hand of God. It has to be by the power of God, by the mercy of God. If you believe God is calling you forward and you can figure it out, process it, and know the steps to take, it probably isn't God. However, if God is speaking to you and what he is calling you to do to go forward and you are clueless as to what to do. You have no power to make it happen. You feel helpless and totally dependent. That's probably God. When those children of Israel were at the Red Sea, they had no answer as to what to do. It was a God thing. God had to do it. So when we sing, we see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. You see, it's time for the church to be evident producers. We have been telling the world and a generation of the might of God, the power of God, what God can do. But we have not demonstrated what God can do. So there has to be evidence of his goodness all over your life, all over my life. We should be reflecting who God is in my life. We must come to a place. You see, everything that Jesus did in the earth, he did as a man. Therefore, we can do the same. We have the same Holy Spirit who filled him when he came up out of the Jordan. 
So we have been equipped with everything we need to do the works that Jesus did that he said in John 14, 12. So all depends on what we see, what we see. Now, the Bible in 2 Corinthians 4, um, 17 says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will forever and will, will last forever. Next verse. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze or our eyes on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So, we must learn to look at the unseen. Look at that that you cannot see with your natural eyes and see it in the spirit realm. You see, Moses saw the Egyptians and their armies dead before they died. You know what I'm saying? He had peeped up there. And he pronounced it. He told them, y'all all there scared and looking back at the Egyptians and see death. He said, look, the Egyptians whom you see now, you will see no more. Where did he get that from? He had looked in the spirit realm and he believed God. You see, that's the reality. That's the only reality there is. Whatever we are dealing with today, if it's in the physical realm, it's not real. <laughs> I know it feels real. I know it hurts and all that. But the reality is what is in the spirit realm where creation takes place, that's where reality lie and we are co-creators with God that's how we were made so we as the children of God must learn to live above above the Bible says in Colossians 3 1 says if if you've been risen with Christ then set your affection on things above and not on things of earth. Now, we have been risen with Christ. And the Bible says in Ephesians that God has caused Christ to be seated far above. This is in Ephesians. All powers and principalities and rulers. He's above it all. And the Bible also says... He has made us to sit together 
with Christ in heavenly places. So we're up there. So let's live from that place. If we don't learn to live from that place, then we are going to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. But if we learn to live from above, then we will have the very peace of God. We can do what Moses told the children of Israel to do. Don't be afraid. Hold your peace and just be still. Cut the whining out. Cut the crying out. The problems you see today, you will see no more. The Bible in uh, uh, 2 Corinthians that we read in, in the uh, King James, it says, For our light afflictions are just for a moment while we don't look at them. If you give attention to your problems, they're going to be magnified. And they're going to overtake you eventually. But take our eyes off the problem and put it on the one who can do something about it. There's only one who can solve our problems. The Bible says in Psalms 119, I think around 98, it says, O Lord, forever thy word is settled in heaven. Settled in heaven. Now, where are we? We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So we are seated where the word is settled. So why not use the word? Part of the issue is that we are not totally persuaded that God is who he says he is. I know. I know we read the Bible. We study the Bible. We pray. But we are not convinced that when the rubber hits the road, when the Egyptian armies and chariots are pressing on us, we're not sure deep within that God is able, that he really is who he says he is. We lose sight. We, we, we become what they call in the legal world uh, 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 temporary insanity. When you lose sight of who you are and start acting crazy. That's temporary insanity. So the children of Israel temporarily went insane. Because they forgot who they were and they forgot who God was. And they took their eyes off of the God who had delivered them with a strong hand out of Egypt. And they now are saying, you brought us out of Egypt. Now you're going to let these Egyptians kill us. So how do we handle pressing issues, pressing problems? We handle it by not looking at it. 
we look, as uh, uh, the psalmist says, I'll lift my eyes to the hills whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. We have to look to the Lord. He really is who he says he is. I'm telling you, he really is who he says he is. There really is nothing too hard for the Lord. That's the truth. We have to be convinced of that. You know, there's a reason why Abraham was called the father of our faith. Because in Romans 4, when God had promised this old man that he was going to be the father of many nations and that his descendants would be as the stars in the sky and the sand in the sea. The Bible tells us of Abraham that he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. And the Bible says he did not consider that he was 100 years old and physically unable to produce. And the Bible says, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, look at this. You got an old man. Well past years and time of producing children. And you got a wife whose womb is dead and never bore children. But God says in the Bible that he did not consider those things. <laughs> he believed God. He didn't look at that. He went out and looked up at the stars and wow, look at my descendants. Woo. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. I mean, walk on the beach. Ooh, look at the sand. They're coming. They're coming. He was so sure of that, that when God told him to sacrifice his son, his only son, he could do it. He, he was willing to do it. Because the Bible says that he had reason. He was so convinced of God being who he says he was, that he had seen. Isaac raised again to life. <laughs> That's how we must live. We must live with that magnitude of faith and confidence in God. And in order for that to happen, our eyes must be open to see. And there was a song that was sang tonight. I don't remember all the lyrics, but it said something like this. Uh, Open my eyes in wonder. Y'all remember that? Open my eyes in wonder. When our eyes get open, oh, he is a wonder. 
our eyes have to be open to see. You, you remember the scriptures in, um, and we have, we'll turn to it real quickly. Second Kings um, uh, 6, 15, 17. And this is Elijah's servant. Now, I'll tell you the story, and we'll look at those verses in a minute. But the king of Syria was waging war against Israel. And every time he plotted a military move, the king of Israel knew exactly what he was going to do. So the king of Syria called his boys in. Look, somebody in the camp is for Israel. I want to know who it is. And the servant said, there is nobody in the camp for Israel, your honor, O king. But he said this, but there is a prophet in Israel who knows Everything you say in your bedchamber, and he tells it to the king of Israel. So the king of Syria said, all right, if that's the problem, go get him. Find out where he is and bring him here. So they come back with the report and said, oh, king. We found him. He is in Dothan. King said, go get him. Get the armies and everybody, go get him. So they go to Dothan to get Elisha. Now, let's pick up here. It says, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning, and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elijah. Elijah said, don't be afraid, Elijah told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elijah prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elijah was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Now, did this young man not have eyes? He had eyes. He saw in the natural with those eyes. And what he saw was the hills filled with the army of Syria. And he feared. And he said, Master, what are we going to do? And Elijah said to him, there are more with us 
than there are with them. He didn't know that. He didn't see that. As we sang, open my eyes and wonder. Open our eyes and wonder to see into the spirit realm. If we see into the spirit realm, it's a game changer. Because we will see and witness the victory that's already won. So Elijah prayed and asked God to open his spiritual eyes and let him see. And when that happened, he saw that God had surrounded the enemy that had surrounded them. Same God yesterday, today, and forever. And whatever we are dealing with, when we look with our spiritual eyes and see into the spirit, we'll begin living there. We must train ourselves to do that. It does not just happen. The enemy makes sure of that. He's going to dangle natural things before you. He's going to hit symbols and make all kinds of noise to get your attention to look at what's in the natural. And if we fall for it, that's where we're going to put our attention and that's what we see. But we must be not ignorant of the schemes of the devil. We must be wise. We must practice that which King Jehoshaphat practiced in Second Chronicles 20. When he was surrounded by an armies, armies, three armies, four armies that was much greater than he. The Bible says he feared and set himself to seek the Lord. He prayed and he came before God and he said this to God. When his generals and their wives, their children, their little ones were all around. This is the king talking to God. He said, God. We have no might against this great company that's come against us. We don't have a plan, and we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. This is real stuff. We have to learn how to do that when we are pressed in on every side. See no way out. There is a God who makes a way out of no way. One thing about God. You see, if you're trying to get somewhere and want to make something happen, you need a way for that. You've got to try to figure it out or call somebody to help you figure out a way. But God makes ways out of no way. He doesn't need one. He is creator God. We sing a song, creator God. He's Yahweh. We got to start paying attention to these songs we're singing. 
they'll bless us. It's not feel-good songs that we sing and clap to. There's some substance to that. And now I'm going to look at one last scripture. And this is King David in 1 Samuel 17. Now, you all know the story of David and Goliath. But there's something here we want to look at real quickly. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou cometh to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, take and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose and came and drew to meet David, that David hasted and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Now, David went forward. He said, I'm going forward. See, David, same with Moses. He had seen something in the spirit realm. He wasn't just making noise when he said to Goliath, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I'm going to cut off your head and I'm going to give the carcasses of your armies to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Now, nothing in the natural had happened yet. Now, this young boy, this is why I like young people. You know, they don't always, and this works for you and sometimes works against you, but they don't always process things. People like me, I process stuff too much sometimes. You know, try to figure it out. And God's, God's working with me with that. I'm getting better. Um, but young folk will just go and do it. David just did it. He saw it, he said it, and he did it. Now, he had seen something, though. And he spoke it. Words are very important. David saw Goliath dead with his head cut off before he died. He died before he died. Because he had seen it in the spirit. 
that's the reality. When you see it there, it's done. Open my eyes to wonder. The wonder, the wonder of the spirit realm. So when we see it in that realm, it's a done deal. So we learn to live in that realm. See, that's where God resides. That's where Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. So we must apply this to our lives, to our daily lives. That's where the victory comes. There must be evidence of the goodness of God. There must be evidence of the power of God. There has to be. It's time out for the church making proclamations only. There is a dark world out there who wants proof, want evidence. We must be evident producers. It's not the phrase that we have used for many years of God said it, I believe that settles it. No, it doesn't. It's not settled until it's done. See, we like them little cute phrases, but there's no power in that. We must demonstrate the authority and the power of God in the earth. So we must stop looking at our circumstances and put our eyes on the unseen, on that which is real. And let's watch what God will do. Same God, same God who opened the Red Sea, same God brought water out of a rock, same God who fed his people manna, same God who defeated many major kings once they crossed the Red Sea, same God, same God. And listen, God has done things in each of our lives that we let slip sometimes. But we learn from David when he was facing Goliath, he said, look, this awesome God, the power of God came upon me and I killed a lion, I killed a bear, and this uncertain, it didn't matter how big Goliath was. See, if we're going into the promised land, we are going to face giants. God has called each of us to go forward 
with some things he's spoken to our hearts and we have been intimidated by the giants in the land but there's no giant that you will face that is bigger than your God we are not grasshoppers we are giant killers We must know that we know that we know that and begin walking in that authority that Jesus has purchased for us. And go forward. Go forward. Go forward. You'll only go forward if you do it in the authority himself but can't go forward in your strength my strength our ability our wisdom if we do attempt that we're going to be like the Israelites I'm boxed in I have no way out the wilderness here the Red Sea is here and the enemy is pressing on so I see death as opposed to salvation. Let's see salvation. Let's open our eyes and see the salvation of our God with us. Let's stand, please. Father, I thank you that by the Spirit of God, You're opening the eyes of our hearts that we want, that we can see you. We want to see you high and lifted up. We want to say, as Isaiah said in Isaiah 6, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. High, and he was lifted up and his train filled the temple let us see you we want to see you we desire encounters with the living God to know that we know that you're real that you are who you say you are I ask you to visit us even visit us in the night season make yourself known to us personally, individually and camp round about us speak to us give us ears to hear and eyes to see because we want to see you see you and as we see you we'll trust you give our all to you so I thank you for moving amongst your people in this house now those who are watching even online we open our hearts to you open the eyes of our hearts let us see the almighty God the creator of heavens and earth the omniscient God the omnipotent God 
the one of whom nothing is impossible. Let us see you. We want an intimate relationship with you. We want to live in your presence, in the presence of our God, our Father, all the days of our lives, Lord. So that's our prayer unto you tonight. In Jesus' name. If you're here or if you're watching and you have not made this precious Jesus your personal Savior, surrendered your heart to him to be Lord I pray that your heart is open to receive him he is the way the truth and the life no man woman boy or girl comes to the father but through him so open your heart to Jesus repent of your sin Confess sin before him. He forgives sin. He took all sin upon him, went to the grave with it, rose, sinless, and received him. Savior, make him your Lord. If you're here tonight and you want someone to pray with you, you may feel pressed in on every side in a predicament and you see no way out I ask the ultimates to come we'll just pray with you and agree with you that you may truly see 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 in the spirit realm. See your victory. See yourself as an overcomer through Jesus. See. They'll agree with you that the eyes of your heart will be open so you can go forward. God has called you and go forward in the strength and power of Jesus himself. Amen. Father, we bless you and thank you. Thank you for all that you've released to our hearts tonight. We love you and we purpose to live for you. So live right. We can only live right when we have the righteousness of Jesus abiding in us love everybody we can only love with his love and that love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit and pray hard we pray to the only one who answers prayer so pray hard in Jesus name Amen we love you